Today's episode is brought to you by the She Leads Podcast Network, the first network for women by women. Visit SheLeadsPodcast.com to learn more today. Welcome to the Creative Visionaries Podcast. My name is Tori Barker, a digital marketing specialist, business owner, mom, and you guessed it, a creative visionary. This podcast is about inspiring business owners, building connections, sharing success stories, and motivating others. Join me on this journey as we tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary. Hey there, podcasters. Are you looking to take your show to the next level? Let me introduce you to Podtask, the innovative platform that simplifies the podcasting process and equips you with the tools you need to succeed. With Podtask, you can say goodbye to the headache of managing multiple tasks and deadlines. This app provides a comprehensive systemization and task management platform that helps you streamline the podcasting process. And it doesn't just stop there. Podtask also offers AI-based marketing tools to give your podcast a competitive edge. As a fellow podcaster, I know from experience how important it is to have a reliable and efficient tool like Podtask to keep you on track. It helped me save so much time in post-production, which allows me to focus on what really matters, creating great content for my listeners. So if you want to take your podcast to the next level, be sure to check out Podtask. As a special offer to my listeners, you can sign up today and get started with their free forever plan by visiting creativevisionariespodcast.com forward slash podtask. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us again on the Creative Visionaries podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to our guest, Rich Kirkpatrick. Rich, welcome on the show. Glad to be here. Well, tell us a little bit about who you are and uh, give us a little sneak peek of the conversation we're going to have. Well, um, I've been a musician most of my life. Uh, some of that's been like a church musician, so that's been fun. Um, so I'm a creative person. I went to music school. I used to doodle in class as a kid and get uh, in trouble for that, uh, sometimes on the desk, so I have to confess that's true. Um, and so I lived the whole life as a creative person, and um, when you're an institution, a business or a church, for instance, uh, sometimes a creative process is really hard to explain. Like, here's what I need to do to create, like write a song, or put together a Christmas production, or um, we did marketing, so this what you're an expert at, like, how do we let people know about, uh, you know, our Holy Week services? So that's interesting. Um, and so anyway, so um, I lived a whole career of that for a while. And, um, you know, you kind of move on. And so I really wanted to write down this stuff. And I've been blogging since, you know, the early year of 2005. So it's ancient uh, <laughs> to be online. And um, so I've always loved to have a conversation with people. And I thought, you know, my curiosity, I don't know, 10 years ago about the creative process just started. And um, I came up with this little three-step process to kind of describe what I thought it was. Um, and I was, you know, I would try it when I was driving Lyft, by the way, with people in the car. And they all seemed to like it. They said, you should put this in a book, Rich. And I said, really? You know, writing a book's hard. So anyway, I ended up writing a book, um, studied two years or so to get, you know, I wanted to be sure, test my ideas. This is something that people really say is true does this work yeah. and i really found out there's a whole study tori about creativity i didn't know about that so i'm just really this book came out of my beginnings 
of really just trying to deconstruct and explain what is the creative process. Yeah. And so, so tell us the name of the book. The name of the book is Mind Blown, Unlock Your Creative Genius by Bridging Science and Magic. That's awesome. So I have a copy of the book. Thank you, Rich. Um, so as you all know, listening, uh, creativity is a lifeline in my business and in my podcast. Creative Marketing is my digital marketing company. Creative Visionaries is the podcast we're listening to. So when Rich approached me with, uh, hey, I'd like to come on your podcast. I think we have some good synergy. I was like, absolutely. I think there's a conversation for sure that uh, we can have and people can definitely benefit from. So I'm excited to to kind of dive in and, and ask you, can you give us that high level of what that three-step process is? Yeah, the three steps, basically there's a point and it's all about ideas, by the way. So the first thing is you discover. The second thing is then you have to develop. And the last thing is deliver. And so I have metaphors for those that I develop because I like pictures. Um, and the first uh about discovering is called the dreams where imagination comes into play, where things are limitless. It's like Michelangelo saying, I saw the angel in the stone and I just needed to release it. It's that kind of got, you got a vision of some sort. And then the second part, the, the development is what I call the sandbox. A lot of tech people understand this because they say, you know, you put your software in a sandbox to kind of test it out before you send it out to the real world to see if your process works. And so you take your ideas, you do the same thing. Is this system, uh, customer service system work or not? Let me try it out. And so that's the sandbox. I like to play in the sandbox as a kid, so that was appropriate. <laughs> and then the third thing about delivery, I call the story. Because a story, really, we have to come to life. I think stories, I call them basically a container for dreams. And so to put something in a story is basically to say, what are my dreams? And is, is this really me? Um, so it could be branding you know, the story that you have as a company, but also uh, the, the story you have um, for your customers. So what is their villain? What are the thing? What's the conflict I'm helping them resolve? Um, and so everything about humanity is in a story. And so that's one thing I talk about um, a lot is that creativity is really just another word for what it is to be human. It's what we do. And do you find that people with these these three steps that they sometimes skip over step one and go straight to step two? Or, you know, where do you find people really falling into the three-step process when, when you uh, come in contact with them? Well, we all start differently. And in the book, I have these two characters. I have a robot and a wizard. And how we approach creativity really is how different we are as people. But I really represent two kinds of ways of starting one is the, the wizard who's the dreamer and so he's he may start at the end he may start with how you know delivering he's like not you know he's not starting at the beginning well the other the robot that's a person who might say hey i need a process to to design you know if you're doing science you're discovering something you have to develop processes yeah. for that kind of creativity so really the three steps are not so much about a straight line i put them in a, in a triangle so you could go back and forth between them it's kind of like a sanding uh you start with a higher grit and you're eventually going to go around those bases i guess if you will yeah. in different directions anytime so no i don't think you i think you can start anywhere <laughs> don't have an idea yet you can start thinking i don't have an idea yet but i want to develop the budget for what it might be as a podcaster you know that creating great content is only half the battle that's where remarker comes in remarker is a podcast branding production and marketing solution 
Whether you're a seasoned podcaster or just starting out, Remarker will help you grow your show and build your authority. So why wait? Head to creativevisionariespodcast.com slash Remarker, that's R-E-M-A-R-K-R, where you can book a demo and discover how Remarker's full service approach can benefit you and your podcast. Yeah, that so, was going to be my next question. Is it is it one after the other, like sequential, or is it kind of fluid and like you start at one point and then you, you know, go to the next as needed or, you know, just how does that process work? Well, the process, there's actually all these different stages involved that academics came up with. And, um, and, and there are things that the brain that scientists have discovered, the brain, how it a activates. And so really, it's not so much about what you put first or not. It's about how your brain is working. So there's idea generation, and then there's sorting the ideas. So that process, those two things that the brain does, and there's networks involved, is not just right or left brain, which I was very fascinated and I have nice pictures um, in the book about that but it's like so so it's really not so much I have set one two and three it's like these are three different zones um, there's divergent thinking uh, which is called you know official word of just opening your mind to stuff and then there's convergent thinking which is sorting things putting them into order and and editing out and there's this thing that's called lateral thinking, which is the bridge between them. And that's one reason I, I titled it uh, bridging on the, on the subtitle yeah. because magic and science, magic is imagination and the science is process. And you go back and forth between, but you yeah. can't do both at the same time. That's the, that's the trick. <laughs> do you find that there's people who are creative um, and analytical or creative and just visionary, or do you find that the, that's kind of all you know, mixed up inside of one person, or is it just a pen? I think it's human to be either imaginative and um, visionary, as well as analytical mm -hmm. and reasonable, logical um, spreadsheets. I think both of these things exist, but the problem with our society and how we think, we think it's either this or that. I say that it's a both and. So dualism, which, you know, if you look it up, what that is, is just we, that's a this or that thinking. Sometimes two things could be true at the same time, but they're different. And so I look at it, look at it as a side of a coin. Now, some of us prefer, this is kind of getting at what you're saying, um, to be more or more one or the other. So 20% uh, of the population are like me, we're the dreamer, we're the, we're the uh, converge, or the divergent thinker. That's why they call it divergent, because you're not normal. So they didn't, instead of saying normal thinker, thinker they said convergent. And, um, and that's really most people in our society. That's where you try to find the next best one answer, like on a test at school. And there's a place for all that. The trick is for either person is to bridge to the opposite of yourself um, and learn how to do that. So if you're a painter, how are you going to display your paintings? What size is your canvas? That's analytical. If I'm a musician, it's like, what's the theory? Um, I, I, my song I'm going to record three minutes and 30 seconds. So, you know, I need to cut stuff out if I want to keep a radio version of my song. So all those things are really about creativity. And that's one reason I like the um, putting it into three steps and spend a lot of time on delivery because those super gooey creative people, they really need the business people who are the execution people. Yeah. And but the execution people need to understand that idea generation needs to be bigger than what we're used to. Mm -hmm. And I think if we'd learn to bridge those two, whether it's getting partners or creating a team or your schedule being switching between the two, 
you know, I think that's really what that's about. So you can do those two different kinds of thinking and start anywhere, I, I'd say, a creative process. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because I, um, I read the book Rocket Fuel by Gino Wickman. And so that uh, really kind of opened my eyes to this uh, visionary and integrator uh, concept. And I tend to um, align more with a visionary person, right? And so I still do integrator type roles, but I really don't find that to be my zone of genius. And so I really feel like, you know, for me to be fulfilled and serving people in the right way and doing the things that I love, I've got to be in that role, the creative visionary role and have a counterpart um, to who loves doing the implementation and the analytical, whatever that might be to support that creative side of me, because that's not where I should be spending my time. So I'm just <laughs> curious if you, if you come across that as, as well. Yeah, I think that's one of the ways to apply this process I have is, is to determine a team one of the chapters I have on, on leadership in particular is, is really about that. It's like, who is there on the team? But it's also about learning a little bit about the other, the other edge, enough to manage it. True. Um, you know, I am ADHD, which I talk a little bit about in the book. So it's hard for me to stay focused. Time, I have no sense of time. Um, <laughs> but I'm never late to appointments unless there's an extreme reason for it. But I had to learn that because I was always late. Um, so there's certain things that we can find, like a musician has to learn scales, but once you learn them, then you go to your main area that you have, um, or you hire somebody. So, yeah. uh, so there's no rule, you know, to compensate in the area that you're not. Um, some people are super genius where they're, they're kind of both. I don't know very many people. Yeah. Um, but I think it's great to know which one you are. If you're the, the visionary type person, which they call the divergent thinker. Um, you're not going to enjoy, um, you know, the, the other side as much. And that's true the other way. You have brainstorming meetings, you know how they go south all the time? Yeah. <laughs> There's a reason for why they go south, because you're getting two different ways of thinking at the same moment and competing. It's really like two meetings. Have a meeting with the idea people. They'll go crazy. They're going to, like, sit on the, lay on the floor, and they're going to throw things at the wall. And then... And then list everything at the end of that and then take it to your, your implementers yeah. and have them test the ideas and ask questions and then yeah. come back as a complete team and find the inspiration that that brings. It's not, so it's not about, you know, it's both about honing the other side, but it's also about only so you can work, like you're saying, in your main thing. Yeah. And so I'm curious, do you, do you find that there is a specific creative process that people usually fall into or a, a means of the process that they do in their business? I think there are um, stages of what happens with creativity. It, one, they, they've developed those in the brain, the, under, the understanding the kinds of things you go through in the brain. And like um, one of the, the charts I have in the book, it goes through, through this, these stages you go through and you start with um, uh, preparation mm -hmm. and so in other words, where do you find your inspiration? Okay, so I'm going to look at, I'm a designer, I'm going to look at colors. So I have pictures of flowers that I like that are all, I'm going to pick these three colors, but this is what my finding my inspiration. Yeah. And, and so there's that level of preparation. And then there's this idea of incubation where you have to let things kind of simmer. They don't yeah. just instantly happen. And sometimes in our culture, the hustle ruins that part because it's like, get me that tomorrow. And really the best ideas need to be have lots of time sometimes to collide that, yeah. and 
in the brain, there's actually collision going on. And, and that's how those, I, the, the next weird idea comes out. That's really genius. Yeah. And then there's the idea of incubation illumination. That's when, Ooh, Eureka, I, I found it. You know, um, it just finally happens. Uh, our kid is in the bathtub finally said, I found it, but it took him those other steps, which we don't really count. And sometimes we forget it when we, our ideas come. And then the rest of it is, is, you know, uh, the implementation part where you develop, where you're developing it, you're, um, going to the details and, and then you actually, um, form what is in your mind. So that's the thing about the creative process. It always starts, basically it's taking an abstract idea and making something concrete and useful. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think in academics would say, that's what the creative process does. It takes this idea. And then there's some real life world useful result that happens. Useful could be that it's, ah, oh, it's a great painting. Yeah. Or useful could be that, wow, I have more customers now that are enjoying this product I'm making. Yeah. You know, it's interesting listening to you go through that process. It's like, oh, I'd never really thought about it as these stages in the process, but that's exactly when I look back at, you know, a project that I've worked on, it starts with that idea. And then it's almost like the uh, incubation, right? Like it takes me a while to get through and think through, you know, what could work, what should be here. And then, you know, just really follows that cycle. So it's interesting for you to kind of outline that and think perspectively for me, how, (laughs) how that's so true in my, my business. (laughs) Well, and you know, a lot of people like yourself, you know, you have to be creative. You just don't even call it that. You're just, getting things done and I, I need to get from A to B and we all know that A to B is never a straight line. And, um, I always tell my kids that, and the point, you know, the points between A and B are never a straight line. And I say, thanks dad. Um, <laughs> but really that's, that's kind of how we operate. And that's why I create the process. I think I call it the most human of processes. We're all wired for it. Scientists have proven this philosophers, uh, faith-based people said, yes, look at we're designed from a creator. It's like every, every point of wisdom points to this concept yeah. that humans at their best make things. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. One of my coaches told me that, um, I, cause for me, I will talk to my coach and I'll say, you know, yeah, well, I can do this, this, and this. And she'll say to me, you know, that, that you just said is not normal, like not a normal thing that people are understand, right? You, to you, it comes naturally or it's easy because that's what you do and what you love. But for other people, it's like, wow, that's amazing. (laughs) And so she's like, put yourself in perspective because, you know, you do have this genius to offer. You just don't think it's genius because it's just everyday thoughts for you. (laughs) Well, that's great. (laughs) So if you're, you're being a visionary person, that's really what a lot of leadership's about. It's a lot of, uh, you know, it takes, but I think the person who thinks they have a boring job, for instance, the person listening that has a dentist office, they're trying to expand and they want to market it better, whatever, how everything they're doing, they, if they learn to be that true artist in them, in other words, I think this is a human thing to be more like. So mm-hmm. the, and that's one of the passions I have is to explain to people, to deconstruct it in a way that people who aren't like me can say, Oh, I can learn that part of it, or I can get someone to help me with this part of it. Right. It's a passion I have so that, you know, your coach can say, oh, but others might be able to learn to be more visionary. Right. Um, or, or at least they can value how much money they pay the visionary, visionary person because they can see how difficult it is to operate that way all the time. Right. So uh, how do you feel like you empower people to find their vision? Yeah, I think really a lot of it's it's, it's letting, 
people understand, you know, so everybody tends to think that creativity is this voodoo thing. It's really not, but I really think it is a process. And so part of what I like to do is to, in even detailed way, help people explain to them, here's how you can design your creative process based on who you are. And so if you're the robot, you, you're going to come with a process like a scientist and that's just cool. And that's creative though. You're still being the full, fully thriving human that you're supposed to be. That's just, your strength is going to be that side. Okay. So you're the wizard like me and you carry books around and you're, your wizard wand or whatever, um, you, you need to learn to, to create like you are. You're not going to put systems together the same way another person. I had a boss that, that I talk about in the book. He, he says, Rich, you come to the right conclusions and results, but you, but you do it backward. <laughs> and, and the thing about this, this is what the creative process is so genius, I think. The whole idea of it is that people are different. And we can find, we're going to find, there's nothing new under the sun you know, everything we create is iterative. It's, you know, it doesn't have to be this completely new thing that, you know, it's new to us. It's new to our audience. Yeah. And so we don't have to put upon ourselves this idea that, um, of becoming something we're not. It's the idea that we are becoming more of who we're supposed to be. Mm-hmm. We're supposed to be people who have dreams and visions of things that, that we make that have meaning for other people in the world, yeah. whether it's a, a party for friends you're putting together um, or whether it's a business or whether it's writing a song, all the things that we create, it's a human activity. And so, so what I try to do is to help people see that vision for their life, that what I'm doing, that what's going to help me get up in the morning is how I get to do this for people and for myself by being who I'm supposed to be, uh, by not forcing myself to live in a grid that someone else is telling me, but finding out that humans do these things, we make things and how do I need to approach it? I love that. That's awesome. Now I want to ask one final question. So what has been a creative way that you have marketed your book? (laughs) That's a good question. I am trying to be great. This is the biggest test because books are the slowest consumed media. (laughs) <laughs> you know, we have podcasts and we have uh, songs on Spotify. We have all these different things. So a book, the, um, the most creative thing I've done is just, I, I carry a copy of my book to coffee shops and occasionally someone will strike up a conversation and we'll be talking like we are yeah. and they'll end up with a book. Um, and, and that does more than you realize. So it's really the, the most creative thing I found out is I get to be, a guy who talks to people about what I'm excited about and in the, you know, the typical conferences don't happen like they used to, you know? Um, so what do you do? Um, you go to your, your bookstore, local bookstore and do a meet and greet. You, um, you speak at little groups. Like there's a group of musicians actually in Sacramento found out the church musicians that are going through this book together. I'm like, like, wow, I didn't even know that. Um, so the creativity part of it comes in being open-minded about how, you know, what's the next thing I need to try? And creative nights is this thing I come up with that I, I want to do. It, um, and it could be because house concerts is what I know um, that house shows, they call them for musicians. And I love doing those because you get with 20 to 50 people max and you have this nice time. And, and then you, you know, afterwards drink wine and, and meet people and all that stuff. Well, I thought creative nights, let's do this with authors and, and entrepreneurs. Yeah. And so, um, 
I have a friend, I think he stole the idea from me, I'm going to say, and he's actually inviting me to be one of these. So we have like a, a business owner who started a coffee shop and a, an artist, a visual artist and this author guy and this other creative person who are going to together kind of just present this idea of creativity. How, what's their process and what do they make and how, is there a correlation between these four very different people yeah. so, so that folks can kind of do that and then they can network together. Mm. which is really good um, yeah. to meet meet people because we learn. I mean, you seem like some of you learn a lot. You're very well networked. That's how you learn. Yeah. So um, so that's one of the creative things is trying to create an iteration of what I used to do with music in a different venue to just do as an author. Um, now, I'm not going to sing or play music in that, but I have to do something, which is just talk about the book and listen to people's stories. Yeah, yeah. Well, so how can people find your book and start reading along and learning more about um, the creative process? Well, I'm on uh, Amazon. Um, you can get a, a, a paperback, Kindle, or Audible. Um, and you can also find the book, your favorite, like Barnes & Noble or wherever, um, or Spotify, uh, the audios everywhere. Um, so you can get that. But you can also, if you just say, well, that's kind of confusing, just go to rkblog.com and on the site, there'll be a, a, a picture of the book somewhere that you can say, okay, that's that book with the light bulb, mind blown. Yeah, I love it. Well, Rich, thank you so much for being a guest today. I hope you guys go out there, uh, pick up a copy of the book and, uh, you know, let's just grow our creative genius and uh, start working through the process. Awesome. Thanks so much for listening to the Creative Visionaries podcast. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe, leave us a review, or share with a friend. Also, make sure to visit us online at creativevisionariespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And stay tuned for more episodes to come. And remember, it's time to tap into your true potential and unleash your inner visionary.